the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central, the program that highlights our outstanding Apopka Blue Darter Athletic Department on our hometown station, 1520 WBCW. We're coming to you live from the campus of Popka High School. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. We're also currently joined by Athletic Director Fred Priest and by flag football coach Matt Hoovers. We're going to speak with these gentlemen in just a moment. Then we'll talk about Blue Darter Track at approximately 11.15. In that segment at 11.30, Coach Eric Lassiter of Apopka Baseball joins us. The Blue Darter Baseball team will take on West Orange this afternoon at 4.30 in the district championship game, 4 p.m. Actually, That was a change this afternoon. (laughs) Um, 4 p.m. at uh, Olympia. And that's our lineup for today. And let's go um, go to Coach Fred Priest and uh, introduce our first guest. Yeah, uh, you know, we've we've been uh, featuring our our programs as we've gone through the spring and now we're down to two actually and um so we got flag football still going on and and uh we're gonna have uh, coach matt hoover's talk about that as we start to get into uh the playoff time of the year and he's gonna talk a little bit about uh the finish up of uh the regular season and then what to look forward to so matt uh you're on man thank you for having me thank you for being had <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is there a drum somewhere? <laughs> well, um, we just wrapped up last. We wrapped up the regular season last night with a uh, nineteen to thirteen victory over Doctor Phillips. Nice. That gave us ten wins on the season in regular season, which is the thirteenth time in fifteen years we've won ten or more games. Um, we wrapped up the number one seed with the district. We pounded a team last week, forty-four to eight. And uh, that gives us the number one seed in the district. So we have district play coming up. And we also, uh, on Wednesday night, we played Harmony, and we beat them 19-0. to And they were uh, they were ranked 17th in their division in, in flag football. So we played two uh, or three state-ranked teams, Oak Ridge, Dr. Phillips, and Harmony. And we came away with wins in all of those. So it's been a real, real good week for us. That's now, Matt, great. talk a little bit about... Um you know, in, in like baseball, for example, which we still have going on, we know that our baseball team is playing next week no matter what they do today. Not the same with flag football, right? Yeah, flag football tournament is one and done. There are 16 districts in our uh, – there's only two divisions in statewide in flag football, 1A and 2A. And Apopka being as large as we are, we're 2A. And there are 16 districts. So you win your district, you play a game, you win that one, you play one more, you win that one, you're in the final four. So uh, we need to win this district next week. At, uh, we're playing at Deland at Spec Martin Stadium on Tuesday. If we win that, we play Wednesday, and we expect to win both those games. No, Coach, can you talk about just the uh, the regular reflect back a moment on the regular season and you know how did it suit with your goals and expectations? 
You know, I'm real, real pleased with this team. You know, we knew coming in that we would be good, and the big question is how good would we be? Will we be good enough to win the district championship, make the playoffs? Will we be good enough to win a district championship and advance in the playoffs? And what I look at now at the back of the regular season, we look like we have a really uh, a chance to advance through the playoffs. You know, we're setting our goals very, very high. So the season was good. We started off, you know, in district play and playing some more local teams, and we... We ran pretty easily through that. So then we went to the Capital City Classic in Tallahassee, and we played three games. We actually lost two of them. But we said at the time that we were okay with the losses because they were against really good teams. Um, the one team went on to win the tournament, and the other team uh, has only lost one game this season uh, anyway. And so when we when we looked at those, we say, you know what, those those were a little bit. Those were character builders. You know, we learned how to how to take a punch. You know, and, and we we hadn't seen that kind of competition. So we tend to do that. We like to schedule lightly at the beginning of the season as we get our legs under us and get things moving, develop a rhythm. And we actually schedule very, very uh, tough at the end of the season. So from Tallahassee to now, other than district play, you know, we played Harmony, Dr. Phillips, and Oak Ridge, who are all very, very good. Uh, and we got wins in all those games. So it's been a very successful season. Uh, you know, if we were to lose on Tuesday, it would make it a very unsuccessful season. You know, we're not just playing to win 10 games in the regular season without say, being able to say we're district champions, without being able to advance in the playoffs. You know, we, we're not playing for second place. That's not what we do. You want the golden ring. And I totally exactly. understand that. You know, we've got one in this program. We want another one. We're not, we're not satisfied. Uh, I, I tell people, you know, we won our last one in 2004. We've advanced to the state tournament five times. Um, and it, it's n- nothing can overshadow the w- wonderful season we had in 2004. But winning that one doesn't make you not want another one. And as a matter of fact, we, I've told people as a coach, uh, I, I live in fear of being irrelevant. And I don't ever want people to say, well, Popka used to be good. They used to challenge. But that was back then. Right, so we're, yeah. We're, we're always trying to keep keep moving forward. Speaking with Coach Matt Hoover on Blue Daughter Sports Central. He, of course, is the head coach of Blue Daughter Flag Football, talking about the excellent regular season that just wrapped up and about embarking upon postseason district playoffs. Hey, coach, can you tell us a little bit about, about your team, just you know, your style of play, uh, you know, who some of your key players are, leaders, things like that? Sure. You know, especially in these last two games, what's been highlighted is um, our senior leadership. Uh, in both the last two games, we've gotten quarterback Sierra Taylor, who's outstanding, and uh, she's connected with uh, Molly Darlington, who is Coach Darlington's daughter. You know, football runs in that family, and Molly is a stellar receiver, and she's had scores in both the last two games. Uh, and I'll tell you, the other night against uh, Harmony, it was particularly nice because we had scored with under two minutes to go to break open a 0-0 game. And so we're sitting there at 6-0, and we got an interception with 12 seconds remaining in the half. So we set up one play, and we put one girl on one side. We put Molly and another girl on the other side. Ran a little Hail Mary play that we have. And uh, Molly came in with the touchdown with no time left on the clock, and that gave us that 12-0 lead and gave us momentum. Uh, Molly also caught the first touchdown uh, from Sierra last night against Dr. Phillips. Uh, one of our other players is, uh, we do have great senior leadership, one of our other players who's having a great season is Sadeja Payne, who plays wide receiver and safety, and she's just a freshman. Uh, and she's called, everybody calls her Day-Day. So last night, uh, Coach Jenkins and Coach Matthews were got me to uh, change a route, and we ended up with a 65-yard touchdown pass. It went about 25 in the air, and then she did the rest of the legs. But it was a, we were backed up. It was third and five, and we were backed up to about our 15. So, you know, our backs were kind of against the goal line, 
And uh, she ran a great route, and Sierra threw a marvelous ball, and she took it the rest of the way. Now, can you talk about as you head into the postseason, where you, as you've talked about it, it's a one-and-done situation now, a completely different situation, much tougher teams, level higher-level competition, all that. The, adjusting the mindset of, of the players. Is, is there something that you do as a coach to you know, prepare the girls to be properly focused without get, without having them go in too, too pressure or, 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 or you know, too tense? I'll tell you, with, with what, what we do, we, we actually back off a little bit towards this part of the year. I, I, sometimes I think you'd think you'd ratchet up the intensity. Um, but there's so much going on here at the end of the year between prom and advanced placement uh, test and then the playoffs that we really spend a lot of time looking at film and talking scheme and doing walkthroughs because we know how to play uh, we, we know how to pull flags we know what our offense is and what we're going to do so we do a lot of walkthroughs we don't need anybody twisting an ankle or running into another player and spraining a thumb you know, before a playoff game. So it's actually a little bit lighter in regards to what we're doing in practice. It's a much, much less, uh, I, I don't, it's, it's less physical. I don't want to say it's more, it's actually a little more intense, but a little less physical. You know, we're really preaching on our, on our, uh, fundamentals and what we do and where we want, where we want to be. And that's one thing this team has learned over the season. We had so much easy success early that we were able and always wanting to throw the ball downfield. And we saw when we started playing these good teams that they don't give up those big plays, and you just have to be able to eat up chunks of yardage at a time. And so we've been really harping on let's get seven to eight yards per play, and that'll open up some longer stuff. But let's keep getting seven to eight yards on every single play. And now, can you talk about coach again with the playoff theme, postseason theme? Um, what are some of the keys to preparing the team for, for the the different animal that postseason is? I think the big key is to start strong in each game because any game we've lost, whether it's the postseason or or in the regular season, has been a slow start. And the other thing is execution inside the red zone. Uh, that's what hurt us last year. We played a very strong defensive game last year in the playoffs. We lost 7-0. to We do not run an offense that should not score. So when we get into the red zone four or five times like we did last year in the playoffs and don't score, you're not going to win many games. It's about efficiency. You get a, It's one thing to score 44 points against a weaker district opponent in, in the season. You're going to, you're, you have to win 13 to 7 games, 14 to 12, 14 to 13. So efficiency in the red zone and also extra points. Extra points in flag football are such a huge difference. I mean, if you look at state championships the last few years, they've been 13-12, 7-6, and the team that's got an extra point has been the champion. So we, we, we try to make sure we stress extra points as well. No, I'm assuming that you don't kick the extra points. No, there are no, uh, there's almost no kicks. There's punts, but the ball's dead once it touches the ground. There's no fumbling. And on extra points, it's from yardage. So you go one point from three out, from three yards out, you can elect to go from two from 10 yards out. You can elect to go from three from 20 yards out, although that almost never happens. Very interesting because, you know, anybody who follows football closely at any level knows that the, getting that those two yards in, in football um, are some of the most duff, 
difficult yards to get in, in the game. And how do you, how do you what is your approach? Do you yeah, do you have special special plays absolutely. for the extra points? Yeah, we we have we have, we tend to run a consistent play down by the goal line. Um, we call it Mars. It's based on one of our former players, Janice Mars, who was the sister of linebacker Pooh Bear Mars. But we don't have a Will Barnes or a Martez Ivy that we could get to behind and get in the end zone. <laughs> So what we actually tend to do is uh, we tend to have kind of a bunch formation close to center because a lot of times we spread them out. On our regular offense, we're all spread out all over the field. We have a bunch formation. We have a couple different routes we run, and then we try to drag somebody underneath, uh, and that works pretty well. We've kind of that's our that's our identity down there, and that's what we've run all year in preparation for. Okay, what if we need that one one point, that one pass to win a game? Speaking with Coach Matt Hooveris on Blue Darter Sports Central. We're also joined by Coach Fred Priest, Athletic Director at Apopka. Later in our show, we'll talk Blue Darter track and Blue Darter baseball. Well, Coach, um, got about two minutes before we wrap up our segment here. Um, I just have a question about, about the defense. What is, you know, the strategically and tactically, how do you orchestrate a, a good defense in flag football? Well, in, in, in flag football, the basic two defenses people run are a 1-5-1 and a 1-4-2. Uh, the first number being the girl up there rushing, and then your linebackers and cornerbacks, how are they lined up, and then how many safeties you have. So 1-5-1 would be one safety. A 1-4-2 would be two safeties. We're actually been looking. We've, we've historically run a 1-5-1 because it's a very aggressive defense. We're right up in your face. We're trying to make things happen quickly. But against these better passing teams, uh, we need to run a 1-4-2. And so we've been working on that the last few games uh, and since Tallahassee. But the problem was before we got to Tallahassee, we never were able to run a 1-4-2 because we didn't play very many teams that could complete a forward pass. And, and it's senseless to play a 1-4-2 against a team that's trying to run the ball, which is highly ineffective in flag football. Um, so now that we've seen these other teams, we've been trying to work on a 1-4-2. And what that allows you to do is you have two safeties back there to prevent deep balls. But you can also bring that other safety up kind of into an open spot almost as a second linebacker. And that's where Michaela got her interception and return yesterday was she started back. And so the, their offense read it as she's far back. Let's take the take something short in front of her. But before the quarterback snapped, she started creeping up. And by the time they were done, she creeped up right into the spot, picked the ball off, and returned it for the touchdown. So the 1-4-2 is more what we'll run against the good teams in the playoffs than the 1-5-1. Well, Coach Matt Hoovers, thanks for joining us today for a great update on Blue Daughter Flight Football. Congratulations on an excellent regular season. Thank now we'll you. watch you closely as you go into the one and done phase, and hopefully we'll bring back that, that hardware for the I state hope championship. So. We're very, very excited about the postseason. Looking forward to following you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to talk Blue Daughter Track on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. It's great to be with you today as we talk about various athletic programs on the campus of our Apopka High School on our hometown station, 1520 WBZW. Of course, we're joined by Coach Fred Priest, Athletic Director of Apopka. We're going to talk Blue Darter track right now, and we'll be look forward to being joined by Coach Brian Axum. And um, also want to let you know before we go to Coach Axum that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends at Florida Door Solutions. Proud to be voted best garage door company for now five years in a row. If you have garage door problems, 
Call Florida Door Solutions, and you can get them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Check them out at FLADOOR.com. Now let's go back to Coach Fred Priest and Coach Brian Axum of Blue Darter Track. Yeah, uh, you know, our, our head track coach, uh, actually, uh, he teaches at a different school, so uh, we can't hardly ever get him here, but Coach Axon has always been available to us, and it's been great. We've had a great season. Uh, we are in the postseason now in track and field, and uh, we just got done with the district tournament. We're going to let Coach talk about that a little bit, but uh, from all indications, it was a very successful uh, district meet. I don't know. I mean, district meets usually are – uh, you hope a lot of good things happen and sometimes some bad things happen, but uh, if you can have more good things happen than bad, then usually you do pretty well, and, and it looked like we did fairly well, so we're going to let him talk about that. So, Coach Axon, tell us about that district being a little bit. Well, this was really tough meets. There's a lot of uh, good competition out there, but we saw a lot of kids who either they made it on to the next step, which is regionals, or they at least managed to PR. I was kids knew before they went into the meets the challenges that they had trying to make it to the next step so they were all you know pushing for either try to get a fast enough time to go on to regionals or at least try to push themselves to at least knock down some more time so if they weren't a senior then you know next year they'd be able to you know continue to progress and it was a good like learning experience for all the kids so they got to see exactly you know what was entailed this type of meet and what they need to do to get to that next level so they can progress further next year. And so where do we stand now? We have, we have people advancing to the next level? Yes. We had uh, several people, such as the uh, girls' 4x8 team, the 4x4 team. Uh, some hurlers made it. We had uh, some jumpers make it as well. A couple of throwers made it. So we had a pretty decent quantity of students that made it on to the next step. And a very young group of kids, too, that made it. We had a lot of freshmen and also... Uh, we're making it to regionals now. Of course, as we know, you're also the cross-country coach at Apopka. That's correct. And how long have you been working with the track program? Uh, for the same amount of time I've been doing the cross-country, so all four years that I've been here. And w- yeah, uh, Coach, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the boys were second at the district meet. Is that right? Uh, 19th, yes, I yeah, believe it was. Yes, took second. Uh, the Olympia took first. And I think the girls had fourth. Yeah, correctly. out of nine teams, correct? So, yeah, so, it was a very good progression. Now, the girls' team, from what I saw, is really our youngest team. And when we talk about freshmen, sophomores that are that are kind of the quality kids, is that right? Uh, yeah, that's a, this is the year we've gotten a lot of good quality student-athletes. So it's, it's nice that it gives us, you know, a good direction to go future-wise. And it's also good because it helps to... Uh, balance the difference between like you know the new kids and the veteran kids that have been around for a while. You know they continue to learn from the kids that have been around for a couple of years, and it also pushes you know the whole team as a whole because they realize that regardless of what grade you're in, it's really going down to who has the fastest times. So it's a good you know inter-team competitive push for everybody. Now, Coach Axum, can you talk about? You know, as, as a cross-country coach and also assistant in the track program, some of the differences, of course, there's similarities, but some of the differences in cross-country and track, of course, one of the most obvious is that cross-country is just, just running and track has you know, a variety of different uh, activities. Well, cross-country is a much longer distance. You're running a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. In terms of track, the longest distance you're going to be racing is 2 miles. And you also are 
doing multiple events most of the time. So some students might be doing four events at a time. And it also takes a longer period of time because there's more events that are involved. Where cross-country meets, you only have three to maybe four, depending on how many JV runners you have, events. And those events are? Multiple heats. So you have discus, shot puts, high jump, long jump, triple jump, pole vault, 4x4, 4x1, 200, 4x8, mile, 2 mile, 800, 400. I think it's okay. That's pretty much it. They don't have javelin. Um, Now, there are some, I think there might be some schools still, high schools that throw in different states. But uh, for the most part, javelin is no longer a high school event. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. Just throwing spears around. It's the hazards. People, yeah, you know. And then it's really hard to get the spear catchers. They, they really don't <laughs> want to do that. So th- that event got eliminated. Uh, so I hope people know that I'm kidding, right? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Also, I'm sure uh, Coach D can help find some. <laughs> right? He could send some, some guys out for that assignment. That's right. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Coach... Axum, can you talk about, you know, we've, as we've talked about in your cross-country program, you do a great job of getting uh, kids into the program, even some kids that weren't necessarily runners before, but they got into high school and became introduced to cross-country at Apopka. Can you talk about the makeup of the track program? Well, the track team is a, can, just like the cross-country team. It's a combination of kids who've been doing this for a while and some kids that are completely new. We got a kid who this is the first time doing any sport whatsoever, and he went from like the first practice only lasting about ten minutes before he started to die, <laughs> to like now he got to the point where he was able to you know finish every single meet pretty strong and he moved it into a good direction. I've also had some kids that have been doing it since you know middle school. So just like cross country, there's a wider array of experience on on the team. And, you know, pretty much all just boils down to in terms of who's on the team. It just comes down to times. You got the fastest times, you're going to make it. It's kind of a neat deal, opposed to some other sports, obviously, where, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, as a coach, you decide who's going to play. Now, most coaches have a good idea of who those are, but sometimes it's kind of close, and then you've got people who, you're, you know, you're like going, well, you know, this kid's better than that kid, and you might even have some discussions on your coaching staff. As to you know, who should be there in a lot of different sports, but track and field, swimming, you know, those were where there is a, you know, there's a time or a distance uh, that's recorded. It's hard to argue with that. You know, this kid runs ten five and this kid runs eleven flat. Well, guess we know who's faster. You know? Well, I was going to say uh, it. Uh Theoretically, it would be easier to explain to, the, to an angry parent, a frustrated parent in track. But 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 reality, probably probably not well, so maybe much. Not, but, <laughs> but at least you got, at least you have a you have a score that you yeah. could share. You know that uh, that gives you a pretty good idea that uh, you know who who should be in those places. And I coached track for a lot of years, and and uh, so after coming off of football every year, it was always kind of refreshing to be able to to have that track team and. And, and know that, you know, my 20-foot long jumper is better than the 17-foot one, and I can figure that out, right, without a lot of discussion. And and so I always like that. And, uh, and, and But what I like about it, and I think Coach Axon is much the same way, is even those kids, um, 
like you talked about PRs, personal you know records. Uh, even those kids that you know, I mean, they knew before the meet started that some of those kids are not going to place. They're not going to make it to regionals. But they can get their best time. And, and that's what's fun is mm-hmm. watching those kids succeed. Strive to get better. Yeah, and they do strive to get better. Definitely. And, and Coach, am I right? I mean, the, the smile on their face, the, the feeling yeah. of accomplishment that they have. The kid just ran like a 13-second hundred, but it's a half a second better than his last one. And he's excited about that, you know, and he's still way behind. And but, it looks good in the yearbook. Well, you know, right. I mean, it's it's a great thing, right, Coach? I mean, yeah. And it's good, too, is because it helps you know, the entire team pushes each other regardless of what right. you know how fast or slow you are as an athlete. They all come together to cheer each other on and push each other. So that cohesiveness also helps you know, the kids to continue to have more self-confidence in what they're doing and start trusting themselves more. So as a result, you know, they tend to progress at a quicker pace as a result. And, and, and my experience has been, it's the funniest thing, is that a lot of the kids know when another kid has gotten a personal best. I mean, they know what their personal best. They can tell, you know, that, that the kid is running way better than they have before, and they know. I mean, they know each other. And, it's a great spirit of yeah, teamwork. It's, exactly. You know, it's the kind of thing that you try to get going. You got to go. Uh, Coach's got to go. You have anything else to say before you go about I what's say, coming uh, up with regionals? Know. Uh, we got regionals coming up, and after that, we have states. We have definitely a group of kids who have a good opportunity to go on to the next step. So, so it's going to be a question of you know, who's going to ride to the occasion. And if they don't, you know, we got a very young team, so they at least going to gain the experience of knowing what it's going to be like to get to that direction. And Lake Mineola next week, yes, Lake Tuesday, Mineola. right? Yep. Yeah. So, Coach Brian Axon, thank you for joining us. It's always Thanks great again. to speak with you, and Thanks, best Coach. wishes as you progress through the postseason. Yeah, you know, Coach. The, the you know we go to Lake Mineola, which is going back to the same place where we had district. So there's a little bit of advantage in that our district gets to go back to the same place we just got done running. Uh, so we're a little bit familiar with the you know the, the facility, and, and that makes a little bit of difference. Kids know where to go. They're going to know where to check in. You know, it's, there's going to be some familiarity there for, for them there. And uh, and the, the region is a different animal because now you're bringing together four other districts and. And, uh, it, you know, obviously as you get progress, it's like any other sport, it's going to be more quality there. And, and uh, the, the races will be a lot closer, and, and every little bit's going to make a difference. And can you talk, Fred, about just in track the process of helping the, the kids get better? Because I know that's a big part of coaching in, in all sports. And you talk about, you know, they've got their time. So you've got, obviously, like in all sports, you're going to have people that are just flat out fast. They do. Or, or the shot exactly. guy that's just yeah. flat out can throw the shot put farther you know, than anybody else. way better than everybody else. But, but, but the there's most, also you know a, a whole section of, 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 of athletes that that can actually get better. Absolutely, and and that's really the majority. I mean, you do have your, your elite ones, and even though they'll get a little better. It's like I've always talked about: if your team is young and it's got a lot to learn at the beginning of the season, you're probably going to see more progress in those teams than you're going to see in the elite team who's got a lot of older kids back. I mean, so you got a better chance of catching up by the end of the year. But it's the same way with track. Uh, there's there's always room for improvement, no matter who you are. But that improvement gets smaller and smaller as you become that more elite athlete in track and field. And so, uh, but but what's cool about track, and we have a really good track coach and, and coach Fowler, but you can actually design workouts that are just for that kid and the and the times that he's running. So we we might all be on the track running intervals. Uh, but your your interval rate has got to be at this. The next guy's has got to be at this. So while you're all doing the same workout, but you're doing it at, a, at more intensity. And so you can work with each individual athlete to get them better where they're at. 
And so you start to see, and then, I mean, your season is broken up into, like, over-distance work, and then you're going to start getting into speed work. And then this time of year, you're really, I mean, you've really condensed it down to intense kind of speed work stuff where you start to see your times now will, will really start to drop. And, and, uh, and so it, it's really exciting. I, I've always loved track and field just from that standpoint of watching. You can literally see that you got better. You know, you, you know when you when you grade out a football player, you know you might. Here's your grade for you know you're eighty percent, whatever. Did I get better? I don't know. You know, it depends on who you played against. All those things, but in track and field, you got better. You went from ten nine to ten eight. You went from twenty foot to twenty one feet. You high jumped six eight. Now you're jumped six ten. You know you got better, and so that's what was that was always fun for me to do. And great to see the kids. Um, Absolutely, their their so joy yeah. as they're getting proven, and also the the work they put into and the effort to improve. Exactly. Oh, Fred, Joe, it's time for our next break. When we come back, we'll look forward to speaking with Coach Eric Lasser of Blue Darter Baseball. Of course, of Popka takes on West Orange for the district championship this afternoon at four p.m. That's a change on the game time, four p.m. at Olympia. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with Coach Lasser. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. It's great to be with you today. It's a beautiful spring day throughout Apopka, and we're glad you're joining us on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's a program that highlights our hometown Apopka Blue Darter Athletic Department on our hometown radio station, 1520 WBZW. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro, of course, producing on site. Fred Priest is here. In a moment, we'll be joined by Coach Eric Lasser of Blue Darter Baseball. I want to remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find out more at FLA Door. Dot com. Also, Florida Door Solutions is a proud supporter of Blue Darter Athletics and Blue Darter Baseball. Now let's go to Coach Eric Laster, head coach of Apopka Blue Darter Baseball. Coach, you got a, thank you for joining us. And you had a huge first-round uh, elimination game victory over Lake Brantley on Tuesday. Can you just share a little bit with us about that game? Uh, yeah, Cameron Stewart, uh, really to start off, he, uh, he did a great job for us. The whole game, he threw a complete game. They gave up four hits um, and seven strikeouts, and two of them were in one inning, and they were kind of flares over the second baseman and the shortstop back-to-back. One of them was on a 0-2 pitch, so obviously we're not happy there. Um, but we ended up getting into a bases-loaded jam with uh, one out and um, or nobody out, and we uh, Cam comes back and gets a big strikeout, gets a ground ball and gives up one run, and, uh, and then works the way out of it. So he only gave up one run in that inning. Um, we had some loud outs. In, in the first inning, in the second inning, we came back and scored two uh, to, to take the lead. And even our outs were, again, they were loud outs. So I was pretty confident that we were going to be able to swing the bats, uh, you know, on Tuesday. And uh, the they guys kept swinging. I think we put up another uh, one more run in the third and then three in the fourth uh, and kind of opened the door. And, uh, you know, it was pretty much, uh, you know, they didn't really have any more, any more chances after that second inning uh, when they scored that one run. Cam pretty much kept him uh, kept him at a scoring position. Did a great job. No, it's a beautifully played game. 
and as you say, we've become accustomed to the outstanding pitching this season and since you've been here, and then also um, excellent defense. But it was nice. You guys brought the bats over to Olympia against Lake Brantley, too. As you said, you uh, hit the ball uh, consistently up and down the lineup, top to bottom, and consistently throughout the game, which is always great to see. Yeah, from our uh, from a quality at-bat standpoint, uh, when we broke down the game, we had, I think it was 26 of 30 at-bats were uh, quality at-bats as far as the way we look at them. Um, so either seeing, you know, multiple pitches after you get two strikes or hard hit balls or moving runners over, back flies, all those kind of things. Um, 26 of 30, which is obviously an outrageously high number. If you don't win a game when you have that many quality at bats, something's wrong. Well, can you talk about the game this afternoon? Of course, it's huge. We, we've advanced to the district championship game. Now, the game we played against Lake Brantley was a loser goes home. They go home. We keep playing. Yeah. And now, uh, actually, both in the championship game, the way it's set up in Florida high school baseball, both teams will actually advance to another round. But right. yeah, we don't want to get hung up on that because we obviously want to win the game. Um, yeah. Just break down the game for us. Tell us what you're expecting and you know what we need to do to win, win the game this afternoon. And, and and I guess Nick Barber will be on the mound, correct? Yeah, yeah, he'll be on the mound um, to start the game. And then, you know, really we just got to keep the ball down. They're a really good hitting team, uh, play the defense that we're accustomed to playing. And uh, hopefully we put up a couple more runs than we did last time uh, when we faced, I think we're going to face Nikhazy at least, uh, left-handed pitcher going to, committed to Ole Miss. Um, so, you know, we we've, we've traditionally have done a better job the second time we've seen arms um, as far as the pass goes, and even you know the last time, um, so it, that was the first time we saw him in a starting role. The, uh, the last couple of years, he would come out of the bullpen and, and you know throw an inning at a time or things like that um, last year. Uh, so hopefully, we're able to make some adjustments after what we saw last game uh, when we lost two to one at our place, and uh, and we're able to, to put the bat on the ball and uh, you know have some more quality at bat and uh, get the win. So this was not the we're not seeing the pitcher that we beat in the spring tournament then. No, uh, he is he's a South Carolina commit, but I, I he could actually I don't know I didn't uh, we're, yeah. we're not exactly at the point where we're sharing information <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to uh, give away anything, is that what you're saying? Right. So I don't know. I really don't know. I'm guessing it's McKenzie. He's been their number two starter all year, and. Uh, the other kid that we saw was their number three is Cole uh, Bevan, I, I believe is his name. He was a really good pitcher, obviously, but uh, you know we did hit him well in spring break. So, uh, but their number two available, I would imagine that that's who we're going to see. But again, I, I don't have any confidence on that. Now, Coach, we have a so we have an interesting history with West Orange this year. Well, I guess we've had an interesting history with them for. 50 to 75 years um, I could uh, have some names some of their memories but um, certainly this year you know we played them twice in the regular season they run ruled us a game then you had that very close one run uh, game that they beat us two to one and then we actually played them in a, in a non-regular season game a game that didn't count in the I mean a regular in a, a tournament game that didn't count in the district standings where we beat right. them for the 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 uh, big blue slam championship game which was a uh, another one run game can you just talk about the the series with West Orange and and the intensity level of playing that particular rival yeah I'm, I, again I, I'm not a part of a lot of these other rivalries that have been going on for a long time but I think I would definitely put this one up there uh, with anyone that anybody can name uh, in our area for sure uh, it's just one of those you know a lot of these kids know each other through travel ball and all that stuff now um, but you know once they put on that orange uniform and we put on ours it's uh it's uh, it's a big pride factor, especially. I mean, 
look, to be honest, I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs the last three years, and that's the senior class that we're facing. And, uh, you know, we're the team that's eliminated them in the last three years in that play-in play game or the, the semifinal game like we played against Lake Brantley, um, you know, a couple of days ago. So, you know, they, they obviously have some stuff to prove and, uh, and want to kind of give us some payback here. Now, the great thing is, obviously, we both get to move on, uh, like you mentioned, and it's really just fighting for who's going to have home field advantage um, next week and also for the pride of winning the district championship. Obviously, our guys want the senior class wants to be able to say that they've got two in a row uh, to a pop cut. And uh, those guys want to, uh, you know, across the road over there, want to get some redemption for what's happened the last three years. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the line. And, again, we know we could possibly see each other down the, down the line again. So, uh, you know, lots of different stuff plays into it as far as who you want to throw, what you want to see, um, you know, all those things. So we're just hoping uh, we can come back and, and uh, you know, repeat what we did last year and win the district championship and uh, look forward to the next opponent after that. Thank you for that overview of the last several years because that's uh, I think another thing that adds a lot of fuel to this game today is you know before you came back to Apopka as a head coach, um, you know, they were beating us pretty consistently, and uh, yeah, once you come back and put the, a stop to that, four, been... the, four of the last five districts before uh, you know our staff got there, I think they won. Um, then were Olympia, so obviously it's kind of changed some momentum, and that's how it goes sometimes with players and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're hoping we can stay on the right end of it. As you said, they'll, they'll, I'm sure that's big on their mind now that, that we've eliminated them three years in a row. And as you said, these seniors, have they've got one final shot to beat a Popkin in the postseason. So, um, you know, that's going to just add even more intensity to a, to a series that's, that's very, very, been very, very intense for, like I said, 75 to 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now, can you talk, talk about the makeup of your team, particularly the pitching because that's obviously been one of our strengths. It's been a strength since you came back as head coach, and you know that's one of the big keys uh, to success in the postseason is not only having good pitching staff, but a, but a deep pitching staff. And can you talk about ours? Yeah, you know, since I've been here, we've always had you know uh, two pretty good guys, you know, two pretty good arms that most people didn't want to face, and we kind of have that again this year. But uh, I think the dynamic that we've We've got this year that we have, and our bullpen is a lot deeper than it has been in the past. I mean, we were pretty much going two or three guys, you know, in a two-game series, um, you know, hoping one guy could throw a complete game and then, and then you know, got two guys to finish the next one. And now, you know, we have, uh, you know, three to five guys that we're confident in bringing in out of the bullpen, which has been a huge thing for us. I mean, we were able to save Nick and, and Cameron's arm a little bit the last couple weeks. We were able to jump out to some leads, you know, and get those guys out of there with three innings uh, under their belt and get working, but also, you know, save some save some for the playoffs. And, uh, you know, cause, and we were able to do that because we trust our bullpen. When in years past, uh, you know, we might not have been able to do that, so they've done a really nice job of the bullpen for us. Coach, talk just a little bit about the dynamic of what happens when we move Barber to the mound. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely different. I mean, basically because of the move, we have three position changes essentially. So when Nick goes to the outside of Nick, so when Nick goes to the mound, our second baseman who is Garrett Evans, who plays second second base, you know, every game besides when Nick pitches, moves to short. Then our third baseman, uh, who plays third. When Nick doesn't pitch every other every, every other pitcher, it is Jarrett Backus, um, who moves to second base. 
And then a guy who DHs and plays third for us, Devin Kirkland, plays third base. Um, so Devin has a lot of innings under his belt, so it's not like we're playing a guy who doesn't play. Um, when Jarrett Backus pitches or when Nick pitches, um, you know, we have De- Devin plays there, and he also DHs at times when we have a pitcher-only guy pitching. So we have three pretty, uh, you know, pretty veteran guys that are moving around. Um, you know, the youngest one is obviously Garrett Evans, who's a sophomore, but he started you know, almost a whole season for us as a freshman last year and had to do the same thing when Nick pitched. He moved from, I think, from third to, sh- uh, to shortstop then. Um, so, and he, he played third, short, and second force last year. So we just have a bunch of guys who are versatile, and uh, and that's really the key to, to allowing us to, to pitch Nick. Uh, you know, the other thing is Jarrett Backus is playing in the outfield for us, too. He's played every infield spot besides first base. Um, so, you know, we all joke around as a coaching staff. He's like our Ben, ben Zobris with the Rays, or was with the Rays. You know, it's a guy that you'd love to have on your team. Not too many times do you have the opportunity to have a guy like that. Um, but we know we could stick Jarrett in any outfield spot, any infield spot, um, and he's going to be able to do the job and do it well. So it's definitely a benefit to have these guys who are coming in and playing most positions, especially nowadays when everything is so uh, so one-sided. It's so so much of a specialist game now, especially baseball, where these kids are coming in from eighth grade and are saying they're just a first baseman or, you know, I only play here. And obviously we change that once they get here and, and they realize that they don't get to dictate that. But um, when they come, they, they all think they only have one position, you know. One thing I really love about your team is a lot of tremendous versatility. Well, Coach, we've got to go now. Thank you for joining us. Uh, big game, 4 p.m., a, t- a change on the game time. It's 4 p.m. over at Olympia versus West Orange in the district championship game. Best wishes. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. It's a great day to be in a pop Blue Darter. I'm glad that you're joining us. It's great to be with you. Once again, we'll remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando. Also by Florida Door Solutions and by Porky's Original Barbecue Apopka. Hope you enjoyed this segment thus far with Coach Eric Laster of Apopka Baseball, Coach Brian Axon of Blue Darter Track, and Coach Matt Hubris of Apopka Blue Darter Flag Football. All three programs are advancing, are into postseason now, and um, you know, performing very well. In fact, you know, flag football will, will is on, it will embark upon their first postseason game next week, as we heard. Of course, once again, a Popka baseball plays for the district championship this afternoon at 4 p.m. The game's at Olympia, and the opponent is West Orange. Now, let's go back to athletic director Fred Priest. Yeah, yeah, Roger. The our opponents, West Orange, in that championship game, but almost. Uh, as formidable opponent might be the weather. Uh, so we're just kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, you know, we've already pushed the game back to four, hoping to, you know, that the weather will come in later, like it originally was said. But uh, so we're hoping to get the game in. If we don't, it's going to be played tomorrow. Uh, right now, we're not sure about the time. It should, could be one, could be four. We're not sure yet. But so hopefully we can get it in tonight and, and move on and not have to worry about tomorrow. So that, that's a big opponent, too. That we've had three really good programs and three really good coaches 
we've talked about, as I mentioned just before, flag football with Coach Hoovers, Blue Rider track with assistant coach Brian Axon, who's also the head cross-country coach, and Coach Lasseter in baseball. Any other sports and programs you want to talk about on the program today. Well, you know, like I said, these were the these are the three that are that are still going. Uh, two are in the playoffs, and then Matt will with the flag football will enter. But um, these are the three that are still left standing. Uh, you know, one of the reasons is because they're doing well, but the other one is because these are the ones that get done later. You know, we had a good spring. I don't know if we would. You know, I think some of our coaches would. You know, not would say we didn't have a great spring. Um, you know, we are. Our softball season ended a little bit earlier than we than we would have hoped. Uh, we had a lot of young kids there, and and uh, it looked like on paper that we might be able to get through the season. But you know, sometimes young, uh, you know, results in some losses. You know, uh, I can remember as a football coach when we were in the upper levels of, you know, of the state uh, um, classifications. We always felt like for every sophomore we had on the field, you count a loss because. The sophomores might do things well, but they also are going to make some mistakes. And so, you know, I know Coach McWhitty would have would have liked to have gone on. I think they did, you know, a, a, you know, a pretty good job. But uh, he probably thinks we could have maybe done a little bit better. So, you know, that was one one sport here in the spring that uh, you know we might have been a little disappointed with that we normally are you know pretty good at. You know, uh, lacrosse was a great. You know, the lacrosse teams. You know, they were actually at different ends of the spectrum. Our girls' team is starting to, to create a culture. Uh, it's not really kind of evolved into the win-loss column yet, but I can see a culture evolving. I can see our young kids buying in, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll start to pay off in the win-loss column next year. And the boys did great. I mean, they, you know, they actually were building up to what they were able to do for three or four years, and you know, uh, won a huge district championship game uh, over West Orange at Lake Mineola. And, and uh, played a very, very, very good program in Lake Highland Prep that has won what three of the last four state championships, and and and, and played them pretty well, you know. So, you know, lacrosse was another one that did did really well, and uh, we had the boys weightlifting. You know, uh, we had the, had Massey who went on the state championships, got second at the state championships in, in weightlifting, and I think we were second at district for a team. So um, the boys' weightlifting was pretty good. I'm trying to not forget anybody. We have so many sports in the spring. Tennis, uh, boys' and girls' tennis finds itself in a, in, in a district that just is, you know, it's really tough when you've got schools in your district that, you know, the kids that you play against in district, you don't even see them during the regular season because they're off playing tournaments all over the country and the world, literally, and then they come back to play in that district tournament. I mean, they're just that much better. But uh, Coach Eddie Sanders has done a great job with that. Our boys' program has gotten a lot better. Uh, we had some really good girls. Sheriff Barry's daughter Elizabeth, you know, played for us and did a great job. And so, uh, you know, that program is, I think, on solid ground as best we can be given our, our circumstances. So, uh, you know, the spring was, like I said, it was good. wasn't great, but uh, it could become great. Uh, we still have three teams that are that are surviving, and we got some really quality kids in the track team. And the more you go on in track and field, you don't need many. I, I finished second. I finished fourth in the state one year with two kids in track and field. Nice. Uh, all you have to do is win a couple state championships, and you're going to get a lot of points. So, uh, so that's still going good. You know, you've heard Matt Hooverus. They're really excited about their season. Uh, they should do well at district, and then we'll see what happens from there. So you never know. The boys' baseball, 
you know, whoever breaks out of this district, where we know it's going to be us and West Orange now, uh, you know, we could go, both teams could go a long way. Well, they're only going to go one way until we meet each other again. But, uh, you know, both teams have an opportunity to uh, to really go a long way in this thing. So, uh, you know, this good season could turn into a great one in a big, fat hurry if these three teams are able to do something spectacular. So you never know. No, exactly. We can tell from Coach Hoover, he's very optimistic. Absolutely. And he would know because he's got a long Good track reason. record mm-hmm. as having an outstanding program, and he's a lot of uh, success, postseason success uh, as well, including including a state championship Absolutely. on his resume and our resume. And then Coach Laster, I've watched quite a few baseball games, and I'm very optimistic about the chances of our baseball team. We're a very fundamentally sound team. And we've got great pitching staff and a very deep pitching staff, and those are ingredients necessary to, to go deep in the, in the postseason. Absolutely. And one more thing, we played a very high level of competition throughout the season. One, the district, which is unavoidable. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the, the, the very high quality of competition in our district, and then also his his uh, postseason, um, I mean, his uh, non-district schedule was, was very uh, challenging and tough, which is by design anyway. So I think all those things you know, prepare us well for – for a, a good run through the postseason. Well, and that was—I don't know if he was trying to make the point, but the point was made when when he talked about that in the last in the last four years we have beaten them and knocked them out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So to me tonight, if if things are close, they get tense because they've not really been there before, and we have. And I think sometimes that'll that'll make a difference, and and so we'll have to we'll have to see how that plays out. And, of course, one more time, the game is at 4 p.m. at Olympia, the district championship game, Apopka versus West Orange. And one more thing to note about the game, the way high school baseball postseason is structured, the, both teams will actually advance um, from this game to at least one more game. Like the loser will have... Um, we, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll match we'll, up with Cypress Creek, and I can't remember who else went out of that district. So, yes. So, anyway, it's uh, very exciting stuff. Well... Freddie, of course, we've got about a little over a minute, but Frank, spring football is around the corner. And um, what are you what are you looking for? Yeah, well, that'll be exciting because I really think and when we're does gonna, that start? Yeah, we're going to be better. Yeah, absolutely, I think we're going to be better, and that's going to be fun to to watch that get kicked off. And you know, we weren't that far away a year ago against a very good West Orange team, so yeah, it'll be fun. And when does spring football start? We'll start right there at the very end of April, first of May. Practice right starts on Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, the end, of, that's on the end of April, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Fast time. I know, man. I know, right? It's so First crazy. four months just But May 27th will be that spring game, and so, uh, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I really am. I, 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 I might be more excited about football than football is, because <laughs> I really think that with all the kids that we've got coming back, we are better. So. Well. Coach Ray Priest, thank you for another great show. Friends, thank you for joining us. And special thanks to Jeff in the studio and Joe Ferraro on site and our coaches today, Coach Lassiter, Coach Axum, and Coach Hoovers. Get over to West Olympia to support Blue Darter Baseball. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.